Forgotten Flicks, episode 77, Back to School, 1986. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up on my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh. Hello and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, where we're wearing headbands, doing drugs, and listening to the goddamn Beatles albums. I'm Joel, and joined as always by the guy who actually gets no respect, Jason. I miss Sam Kennison. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, regardless of how we come down or go down on this movie, <laughs> th- that particular scene I think holds up b- beautifully. And oh, it's all because of Sam Kennison. Yes, it was. <laughs> and and it, we were, Jason and I mentioned this to each other earlier. We were talking about if anybody remembers the Married with Children, I believe it was the Christmas special. Yes. With <laughs> Sam Kennison as uh, Al's guardian angel trying to get his wings and uh, does the whole it's a wonderful life thing. But in fact, proves that Al should never, in fact, have been born because his family would be better off. So. <laughs> and you get a special badge if you actually watch the Married with Children Christmas special. So Yes, you do. Yes, you do. At least from us, you do. Yes, you do. So, yeah, this uh, this episode, um, it is just Jason and I this time, and we are going to attempt to talk about the movie. <laughs> We're going to try this time. Yeah. I swear to God. Which is really to... ridiculous because we had a, film, a, a human film encyclopedia on, and then somehow, I don't know how, I don't know whose fault that was, Jay. <laughs> no, it was mine. I'm no, sorry. It was mine. I'm supposed to be the weed whacker, and I... Yeah, you're supposed to... You remember, your, your one job, Jason... Keep the bald guy under control, and you can't even do that. Wait, which one of you was that? That would be me. Dave, no. has, Dave has hair. I've seen pictures. No. <laughs> Damn it. Some bitch. I have hair. It just ain't on my freaking head. It's growing out of every other orifice, but it's not on my freaking head. Which I guess you could argue is a form of an orifice, in a way. Yeah, Some people talk to me think that. <laughs> so, Jason. You know, this is, this is amazing. Yes. Because this is actually the first... Rodney Dangerfield film we've done. We didn't do uh, Ladybugs? No, not yet. We didn't do uh, uh, Me, Wally list. Sparks? Um, did we do that around like 23? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, no? God, I don't remember. No. 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 Did we do um, Rover Dangerfield? No. That one yet? I don't. I, uh, we've done so many cartoons. Like 60-ish, I think. No, maybe not. Yeah. No, no. but I actually thought about when we, um, when we decided to do this movie, one of the things that stood out to me, we've talked a lot over the years about some of the great stand-up comedians of our time. And I think that 
the Arab, and this is you know, my recollection, so pretty much means it's truth for everybody else. Or useless, um, depending on your point of view. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> is that we, I think we were in an era where the stand-up comedian on TV was really reaching a pinnacle. And because I remember actually watching entire videos of Bill Cosby himself and um, Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy. And, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, Andrew Dice Clay and, you know, oh, yeah. even Rodney Dangerfield. I think that there was, I mean, I remember having audio cassettes of just entire stand-up routines. Oh, yeah. Um, including Rodney Dangerfield stuff. And so watching this again just reminded me kind of of the whole era that we, we talk about really was a big one for stand-up comedians. And by the way, you do realize we have yet to talk about the damn movie. We're talking about Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, yeah, wait, but not, we, we mentioned his name twice. <laughs> yeah, but not back to school. So there is that. So, do we have um, a trailer? Um, you know what, Jay? In fact, we do. So would you like to hear that? Oh, wow. At least we got something in about the movie. Yes, please. Guess who's getting some class? I'm going to college. Rodney Dangerfield's going back to school. That's what I call marine biology. Hey, boys, here's a couple of pens in case you learn how to write. Okay. When I used to dream about going to college, this is the way I always pictured it. Wait a minute, when did you dream about going to college? When I used to fall asleep in high school. Here's a book on sex education. Let me see that. The world's oldest living freshman. Well, he left out the most important thing. Where to get it? Say it! Good teacher. He really seems to care. About what, I have no idea. A little something for the kids. Okay, take that. It's okay, huh? I don't have any kids. No, because we're here. Get yourself some kids. We're here. Take it all, all right? What a woman. She is the teacher. I know. I like teachers. Do something wrong, they make you do it over again. (laughs) What do you say you and I have dinner tonight? Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? He's not just the big man on campus. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? Uh, you too, honey. Ooh, I like to tame your shrew. He's the wildest man on campus. Shake it up, baby! Say when. Right after this drink. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, back to school. Baby. Come on, I'll work it all out. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at Netflix Streaming. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. And there it is, Jay. <laughs> Would you like to give this us is, a brief synopsis? This is one of the rare times when some of the jokes that were delivered in the trailer didn't come out as well as when they were delivered in the movie. I mean, like some of the, the the way he delivered it just didn't, they cut, you could tell they cut some of it. It just wasn't as good, but yeah, it's a trailer. What do you want? Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> okay. So this is the story of uh, one Thornton Mellon. Pretty much it's the, the movie starts out. Rodney Dangerfield's character Thornton uh, is, you know, this poor kid in New York and his dad's a tailor of some sort. And he's trying to instill in him the values that school is important, no matter how successful you are. If you don't have college, you know, or if you don't have a degree education, you don't have anything. And so that's kind of the black and white. And it 
slowly progresses through the credits to current day, and that progression is showing the melon uh, clothing line become super famous. And so when we start the movie, it's Thornton's super rich, and basically the way they're trying to play it is he has uh, no limit to his power and money, but he's kind of this this funny guy, and his son is in college not doing so well, so he makes him a deal that if he stays in college, uh, daddy will join him in college and uses his power and in money and influence to um, make it more fun. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> um, on the side is uh, his his son's name is um, uh, Jason, Jason Mellon, who is played by Keith Gordon. Yes. Who I remember him most from uh, Christine. Yep. He was the dark kind of bad guy. Well, not bad guy. He was the guy well, who got he corrupted was turned, by Christine. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he still had sort of that dark look to him in this, yeah. even though it was a much lighter character. He had the same kind of dark look. But um, so his son's name is Jason. His best Jason's best friend is Derek, um, who is Robert Downey Jr. In this plays kind of a a pre. I would as one who really shouldn't uh, <laughs> say this. Uh, I really don't hear him talk. But a pre braces Robert Downey Jr. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Did you get a vibe? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, there was a couple close-ups. It's like, he, that dude had work done. <laughs> it's like, seriously, you look at him now, it's like, I mean, I realize, obviously, you know, almost oh, yeah. 30 years ago, but, you know, <laughs> as Tony Stark and everything is just like, you know. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. Now, how old was Robert Downey Jr. when he made this? Do you, do you want to guess? 86. Yep. 86 is when the film came out. I'm going to guess he was... 18, 19. Uh, he, you're close. He was 21. Spot ah. on. So he was, he was, I was really... actually, my original guess was going to be 20, but based on how you started that, I figured he was a teenager, but that actually <laughs> wouldn't make sense because weird science came out the year before this. And, and, and that's, what's weird too. To me, he looked older in weird science and that was the year before. Yeah, it did. And I think part of it was, Even though he's supposed to be younger because they're in high school. Yeah. Weird science. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What it, maybe it was just the wardrobe or the way they played him up, uh, uh yeah. his makeup and everything, but he played kind of a typical eighties punk rocker with the colored hair and the weird, yeah, Mr. Uh, anti-establishment. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, um, he and, uh, Jason are kind of buddies in college. They're not, they're kind of ne'er-do-wells. They don't fit in. They don't fit in with the jocks. Really? The jocks that are the diving team. Yeah. <laughs> because I, yes. when I think jock, I think guys in Speedo with all yeah. kinds of junk hanging out. Well, well, <laughs> no, well, what was the, well, I mean, I guess that is your, you know, that is a, that is a jock. What, what was the, wasn't there a mo- another movie where, what was the movie we did? I, I think we covered a movie where the so-called, like the jocks, the cool kids, it, it was a, they they had a sport. It wasn't like water polo, but it was something <laughs> almost that absurd. I, what was like, that? Well, didn't um, oh, it was it uh, no? Uh, better off dead. Yes, it was better off dead because it was skiing. It's like it really, yeah, really like, jock, really. Okay, I can at least buy rich kid, but jock really. Yeah. So of course, in this film, we have the quintessential, perfect, better than you will ever get nineteen eighties bully jock in one William Zabka mm-hmm. uh, who plays Chaz. He's the captain of the diving team. And um, you really see way more of Chaz's. Speedo. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then you really, 
want to. I, pre- and... I pretty much could tell his religion based on. <laughs> wow, you're not, yeah, Jewish. No, <laughs> so <laughs> it was, um, it was revealing. Um, so Chaz is, hates Jason, and although um, uh, Jason wants to be on the diving team, Chaz just hates him because he's this nerd, you know, dork who's not really fitting in. The Funny side note to that is that while Rodney Dangerfield's character Thornton is also a successful clothier and super rich guy, did you he really just also... use the word clothier on this podcast? <laughs> Sorry, should I say Taylor? <laughs> How about <laughs> a tall and fat man? How yeah, about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a retail store. If that owner. dress had pockets, you'd look like a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> Your Roddy so, Dangerfield needs work. I, I actually was going to start off with like a you know a no respect kind of thing, and no matter how I tried to do it, I sounded like a old man being suffocated. <laughs> I do a terrible. I do a terrible. Well, you got the like you got like the kind of the accent. Like I couldn't even get that. Like, no yeah. respect. It was like no matter how I did it, like it, it made my. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, exactly. He sounded like basically like, uh, and I can say this because they won't be offended because they can't listen. Uh, a deaf old man. Um, um, there you go. Damn it. You just lost our entire deaf audience to our podcast. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Is that possible? Um, we're not making fun of deaf people, just deaf old people, which they all are. You know, I will be one day. I'm already halfway there. Old and deaf, by the way. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, aside from being a successful. Uh, tall and fat store owner. He was also a successful diver because apparently back in the, I guess in the 50, 40s, he was a diver in Atlantic City. In the, at the 50, Steel 40s? Pier. Now, what, was that the decade He's between the 60s, 70s or the pre- no, preceding? That was before the 30s and after the 80s. Got it. <clears throat> okay. Um, and he was a performer at the Steel Pier in Atlantic City and was a famous diver because Anybody looks like Ronnie Dangerfield. Well, now, wait, 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 smart guy. See, you're making these, you, you got jokes, right? You got jokes? But I got them all day long. Yeah. yeah. I, like the, <laughs> I like the damn her shrew. Yeah, and by the way, the woman he said that to, really? <laughs> like the hot tub thing? I Okay, I get that. Certainly the co thing, we'll, uh, you know, the shower, we'll get there. Um, but but really? Okay. Here, here's Pat? how it works. Wasn't that Pat from It's Pat? <laughs> here's how it works. The writer says, hey, you know what would be funny? When he's in the bookstore and he's rich throwing his money around, uh-huh. let's have him make a comment about Shakespeare. Yes, and, and that is where you have perfect. one of the co-eds and, that will later on. be seen in the hot tub scene walk by. So then the writer says, let's have him make a comment. Hey, I'd like to tame your shrew. Okay, so he writes that out. Now the casting director says, okay, for that scene – He's going to come on to her sexually. He's going to make a comment about wanting to have relations with her. I want a man woman in there. Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. And when we say shrew, that's euphemism for vagina, right? <laughs> so, uh, so oh, wait, 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 wait. He's or... a diver. <laughs> Muff. Wait. Muffins? What? Muffins? You like muffins? I like muffins. And diving. Diving. I like diving, diving too. Muffins, dive muffing, muff diving, yeah. Oh, muffins get soggy when you dive. Yeah, that's true, they do. Muffins do get soggy when you dive. Um, so anyway, um, he is a diver and he talks to the coach of the diving team, who is played by M. Emmett Walsh, which we've talked about several yep, times. Yep, yep. 
he plays the coach of this diving team and he recognizes Thornton uh, from his days in Atlantic city. But he also says, Hey, your kid's good. But when he tried out, he wasn't so good. So Thornton says, all right, Jason, do your dive. So he does a very cool dive and uh, the coach says, all right, maybe we'll give him another chance. So he gets on the diving team. And so the, the side story really is about Jason on the diving team and his confidence and, you know, wanting to get out from under his dad's which they, shadow. Which, now, by the way, they really, really sold that well. Oh, it was totally, totally. I bought that. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, because they totally had me, you know, we'll get to the point. I'm sure that, you know, with <laughs> when Jason believes his father actually paid the coach off, et cetera, et cetera, to get him on right. the team. Am I the only one who walked away from this movie going, you know what? He might have. <laughs> yes, because yes. he does say to him, Jason, I, have I ever lied to you? But he never says, I didn't do it. <laughs> he, this, he asks him this question. It's like answering a question with a question. Did you pay, did you pay the coach I off? I don't have to answer you. Have, I, have I ever lied to you? Um. Well, no. Well, I'm not going to start now. <laughs> ask me another question. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so the the whole character of, of uh, Thornton Mellon, or Rodney Dangerfield's character in this, is that he is a shrewd businessman who has basically reached success by um, greasing palms. By and proving that a, and, a university education is completely unnecessary <laughs> to succeed. That's basically what he did. Exactly, exactly. He's a multi – we're assuming in this a tens of millionaire, if not yes. – billionaire close to by the way that they play him up so when he says to his son well i'm going back to college too and he says really oh and they hug and how does he get into college he buys oh uh, he donates enough money to buy a new business school and they let him in yeah so he buys his way in which everything out yep everything throughout is about him buying his way through everything without actually putting any effort in. Um, but what's okay. But, but here's the flaw in that. Uh, uh, do you think we've given enough of the synopsis? Now we can start into the, um, Oh, sure. What the, the bitching. <laughs> bitching. Yeah. Well, I want to get this out of the way. Get this out of the way now. <laughs> yes, please. Let, let me just say this up front. Yep. I liked, I like this movie in a nostalgic sense. It is a seriously flawed movie. Like when I re- when I read the thing, it said I think on Rotten Tomatoes it had like an eighty percent positive. I'm like, what the f? I, I mean, from a like a you disagree? Movie? Yes, because it's it's got some look. Rodney, Dan- look, there's there the three best things. Well, there, yeah, there, I'm sorry, there are four great things in this movie. Okay. Okay. Rodney Dangerfield, duh. Okay. Sam Kennison, duh. Uh, not enough of him, but not enough yeah, of him. But I'm saying he's in. great. Okay, that's that's yep. two. He's good. Danny Elfman and Dead Man's Party, which by the way I had no recollection of, and I know you brought it up a few times. I'm like addicted to that song now. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Got... Okay. So that's three. Yep. And I said there's five, right? You said four, but I'll give a no, five. no, no. I said there's five. I changed it. To okay, five. five. Yeah. Right. You're changing. So that, that was got three. It. That was three. And Adrian Barbeau. That's five. <laughs> Wait, that's three. Nope. And Adrian Barbo, that's five. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. She counts for this, the last two. It wasn't really five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It, Adrian Barbo counts for the last two. Okay. All by, right. By herself. You if you, I'll give her two. Um, and her last name was Melon. <laughs> <laughs> but it should have been Melons, but it was not. So, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, you have to like it for what it is. You think we have a lot of feminists that listen to the show? <laughs> I, I think we do. Wait, Women's rights. Women's liberation. We are um, totally for it, by the way. <laughs> 
So I will agree with all five uh, uh, things that you said are good with this movie. I love Rodney Dangerfield. I think he's a funny comedian. Um, I like uh, – I love Dead Man's Party. I love the whole song. I love all that uh, about it. Uh, I love – did I say love? Adrian Barbo. Love, lust, whatever. Same difference. Yeah, that's close enough. Um, and of course, I, I mentioned Sam Kennison. I don't think he's, there's enough of him in no, it. No, I agree with but that. I yeah. Think, I also think there were a couple of other things with this movie. And I think that if you take it as it's meant to be, then that's where I would give it 80%. Now, it's difficult to mark any movie in a 0 to 100% compared to all other movies. Because when I think about things like, how would this movie compare to. Goodfellas. How would this well, movie no, compare? No, no, no. I, I compare apples to apples. If like I compared it to like a it comparable is. comedy of say like a What About Bob oh, or even National Lampoon's Vacation. Like okay, when we rewatched Nash- those, I laughed out loud. This one, I chuckled a few times, mainly at Dangerfield's jokes, but I never like side splitting. Ha ha ha! And I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so you know it wasn't like a. But I don't think this was like a, a National Lampoon's Vacation where it I was... think it was kind of meant to be. It, it maybe it was meant to be, but it didn't come out that way. I don't think it was the same as like what a Chevy Chase can deliver in that kind of comedy. Now, what I do think it delivered on it, this was like a stand-up routine in real life. Like this is what if you played out a lot of it. And Rodney Dangerfield really, like a lot of caricatures that we've talked about going through some of these movies, this was his routine. Oh, and yeah, of course. He didn't act super well i will give you there's one really good scene that i did like but he didn't act super well but he delivered his lines flawlessly oh, because and, and actually his acting wasn't the problem I, I i think where my bitch with this movie honestly and especially since harold ramus was one of the writers you know yeah. also known as spangler but you know he wrote um well, he directed uh the original vacation um yep. you know he you know he's directed some classic uh comedy films you know, groundhog day and other ones and and oh no, sorry, he didn't do vacation. What the hell am I saying? No, 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 that was um, no, he 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 did, he did Caddyshack, he did vacation, yeah, he did vacation. Did vacation, who the fuck did Caddyshack? Look it up. Oh, I'm, shit, now I'm gonna look it up. He did vacation, okay, he did vacation. I know John, John vacation. Hughes wrote vacation, right? But Raymond, are you sure Raymond didn't do Caddyshack? I gotta look it up now. I don't know, yeah, you need to look it up. There's somebody uh, out there going, look, you morons. Huh? He wrote Caddyshack. He wrote Caddyshack. That's what it was. Okay, I knew he was involved. So he, he, okay, and Ivor Reitman directed oh, He directed it, too. Yeah. Okay, he directed, directed it. Okay, all right. Caddyshack was his first direction, Vacation, Club Paradise, Oh, Groundhog wow, because he did both. I was, okay, wow. I, I just, for some reason, didn't think he did both, but he did two. There you go. Two, and he was in Stripes, so that was where I was. Ivan Reitman did Stripes. Ghostbusters. And, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in Ghostbusters as My well. My point so, being yeah. is he's a funny dude. Very, and yes. very good writer. And, yes, you know, except very, here's very where this movie completely falls down, speaking of feminism please, and women being... Please tell us your bitch. R- r- women should really be kind of annoyed by this. I found the women in this movie to be just a complete waste of space, borderline. Like, for instance, let me just throw this out at you. Let me hit you with some <laughs> knowledge. Uh, the, Careful now. The, the love interest... Don't listen before you go any further. Yeah. I'm assuming in any of this discussion... You are not referring to Adrian Barbeau oh. as a waste of space. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Okay. okay. I'm just checking. Okay. I'm just no, checking. No, she doesn't. She's not even part of this conversation. Um, actually, no, because actually, I would argue that hers was the most strongest, consistent character that was played by a female in the movie, albeit briefly. Oh. 
I am going to have to absolutely disagree okay, with that. Okay, well, let me finish. Ugh. So the the young chicky, what was her name? Uh, Charles, uh, or Jason's, the one he's obsessed with. Uh, yeah, I don't For no real good reason. I mean, she was, was cute. She was cute. Yeah. But really? Like, I, did, I guess what I didn't get is they never properly established exactly why. Like, we didn't really, she was, okay, she's a brilliant girl. Well, no, not really. Apparently she's, yeah, yeah she's meh. Okay, well, she's, you know, this, um... Sex fiend is going to blow his mind. Oh, no, not really. Seems kind of uptight. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, but yet, she was never... Wait, there so, was, so your issue is she was kind of a neutral character. She was... She was. It was like... You know what it was? Not it was really like when they give an actress... They, it was like when they give an actress the role of wife or mom <laughs> and like she's just there to be kind of background and not actually yeah. do anything profound other than occasionally say some little line or to help advance the plot in some little contrived way that's how she annoyed me because there was no point other than to have an obstacle for him and you know uh, Johnny from Cobra Kai uh, <laughs> that was the only reason and we'll get to him by the way I, I my my memory of this movie was that he was far douchier I was actually sorely disappointed with his level of douchiness in this movie I gotta be honest with yeah. you well and he wasn't in it that much to begin yeah, with that's I what mean, he, there and, was and her either that was the other thing like, her either dude it was like no. she was never in any real substantial scenes with the Jason character to really establish why he was I love you why the last <laughs> time you guys why does okay, she more point, why does she love I'll him give- Yes, absolutely, because basically this was a – he sees a cute girl from afar. Oh, my God, there's Vanessa. It, it moves a little, oh, and he's obsessed. Hot. And so it's like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, I want – and then he sees her in the library once. They study together and kind of walk together, but that's yeah. it. And then he blows up at her because he's drunk and is upset at his dad at a party – and then he sees her to after fair, he's it is drunk, a dead man's apologizes. Party. It is a dead man's party, which is the party to end all parties. Yeah. I mean, who um, could ask for more? Uh, not really, but leave your body at the door. So and soul. he sees her afterwards and says, I really want to apologize. I was a jerk. I was upset. I shouldn't have said that. And I needed to tell you, I love you. And she says, I love you too. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> you, you don't know each other. You, yeah. There's no, like, connection. That's what I'm saying. That, oh, that bugged the crap out of me. library scene? Okay, so to be fair, this is Terry Farrell who plays Vanessa. She uh, was also in uh, DS9, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. She played Dax. She was the one that had the kind of the cool, freckly, tattoo-looking things on her face. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. It's kind of hot in that. But yep, uh, yep. in this, they basically played her kind of as a... a, a they played her sort of like the librarian type, but she wasn't smart like that. And like she they gave was, her a couple I think she lines. Was, she's like, she, wasn't she in Hellraiser three as well? Yeah, but you're smart, smart. Yes, she was. Um, but you're smart, smart. I'm not smart. And I was like, yeah, I would have liked it better if they played her as a really, really like smart, yeah, uh, character. Yes. But so I don't blame her as an actress. I blame the character just wasn't there. But I totally disagree when you talk about uh, his his. Um, uh, literature teacher. No, 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 let me let me explain why she annoyed me. She didn't annoy me until a certain point. Okay, can I guess the point? Yes. The point that in, I love. Okay, first of all, her name was Doctor. Oh, I love how you emphasize that. Like it freaking matters. Hey, Doctor hey, hey, Jason, Jason. Secret, I love secret, secret. I love teachers because when you do something wrong, they make you do it again. Hey, Jason. <laughs> Jason, here's a little secret. I'm gonna let you in on, buddy. She's not really a doctor. It's an actress playing a part. Uh, she could play my nurse or doctor any day of the week. So um, you, she you, plays. Are, are you saying over Adrian Barbeau? 
Not to say over. Okay, here's the deal. You can only pick one, and you picked yours, so I get I get the Barbo. Mm-hmm. No, shut up. I did not pick yet. I yep. picked Adrian you Barbo. Picked, you, you wait. Picked, no. You picked. You picked. Done. You already said. You already, you already made a commitment. You already invested in that relationship. So it's done. Everybody heard it. It's done. It's done. Nope. Okay. So um, Dr. Diane Turner, she's basically a literature professor at this college. Oh, so you did say it right. Dr. Diane Turner. And so she's played by Sally Kellerman. Now, did you recognize her when you saw her before you had to look her up? Yes. Okay. She plays uh, in the 1970 MASH movie. She was Hot Lips, right? She was Hot Lips Houlihan. um, By the way, significant improvement over the TV one. The movie or her? Yeah, she is a significant improvement over the one who played it on the TV show. I don't remember Um, her name. Well, yeah, sorry. No, it depends on what you mean by that. I, I like. I pretty much mean only one thing by that. <laughs> I think Loretta Swit was funnier. Okay, no, that's not I what I meant. Like, <laughs> but I have to agree with you. So um, I loved Sally Kellerman in this. She was phenomenal. She was one of my favorite things in this movie after Rodney Dangerfield because her character was. The only one now, and, and you talk about some of the female characters were a waste of space. Just, I think, just so we're clear, I'm about to just destroy your entire illusion. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> no, but I loved her. Her character in this was that she's she's you know embracing life, and that mm, uh, Rodney mm-hmm. Dangerfield's character, while he's kind of this mm-hmm. you know immature ass, and and mm-hmm. uh, he he plays that being a young kid, even though he's an old guy and he's just enjoying life. She is attracted to that because. Mm. He's not stuck up mm. like her current boyfriend, who is Dr. Philip Barbet. Basic, well, Bob basically Bates. the embodiment of Sherlock Holmes. Well, pretty much, but his real name is Paxton Whitehead. Yeah. So he needs, he the, he needs the, a, the third. But she was, I thought, a brilliant character throughout. Except. Okay, well, hold on. Wait. Except. Not accept. Except. Well, who gives a crap? This, this ain't grammar class, boy. Um. Okay. Uh, before you say it, because I think you're probably spot on on this, I can just. You tell. think I'm going to point think, out I, the moment, the exact that moment where I went, "Oh, for the love!" Actress, but the character, yes, yeah, of yes, course, I'm talking about yep. Sally Kellerman. Um, right. We're talking about uh, what's her nuts? What was her? What was the lady's name? Diane. Diane. Yeah. Diane. Yes. She does have a great voice. I give her that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Wow. And a beautiful, uh, beautiful smile. Like her mouth. Seriously, teeth. no. Her her mouth. I pretty much figured at some point was going to unhinge and like. <laughs> It is a Julia Roberts style, and, and like, and, and and like some kind of anaconda just devour whatever was in front of her. Say sandworm from Beetlejuice. Yeah, kind pretty of. Well, like like the trimmers, like uh, the sandworm <laughs> her beaks are like flop open, and yeah, I thought something like that was going to happen. <laughs> Time for some graboids. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, one of the things that I found a little, I don't know, um, a bit of a stretch. That this brilliant, quote-unquote, doctor, so these are her choices of men. The buttoned-up prudish douche or the guy who looks like Rodney Dangerfield. Really? (laughs) Really? Who who acts like a five-year-old? Right. That's what she's going to be attracted to. So let's just, we, you know, I'll give that one to you. I'll say, okay. She's obviously, maybe, I don't know, got some emotional baggage that this is what she goes for <laughs> that this is the level i mean for god's sakes i think she would have had better luck with like the friggin dean 
<laughs> or Professor Turgenson or whatever uh, Sam Kennison's Yeah, character. but you, I get the feeling like she's attracted to Why? new adventures or new... Okay. Okay, then you let's, know what? Date let, okay, your wait, students, me, dude. Hold up. You obviously okay. will do it anyway. Get with the young ones. Uh, let's, let's back this up for a little bit. Um, yes, I believe that probably students would be first in line because she was not ugly. Uh, she was not... You know, she still isn't ugly, but she was not like a school marmy, ew, mean old lady. So students, yes. Um, Philip, her current boyfriend that she was kind of dating, he wasn't ugly. He was stuffy. And no, it was, it's not even a physical thing. It's this. that they both act like ass clowns. Why would she? Oh, yes. So what, what, I got it. What she mature, was kind of doing it because. highly educated woman would have gone for that? No, I think she was. It felt to me like she was doing it like it was. Uh, pity experiments but kind of like oh let's see what this is like a no, new jason, adventure jason new... okay based on what you're describing her as an experiment would have been um a weekend down at the cottage house with buck johnson and <laughs> his frat brothers okay i don't <laughs> buy for a second this woman, quote unquote, <laughs> i'm living life to its fullest first off why the hell is she with you know Captain Stuffy Pants to begin with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is all a, a parpy uh, uh, live in the moment, why would you even uh, be uh, entertained? And Rodney Dangerfield, although they both were of an older generation, he looked a lot older than her. You know, he could be her dad. Yeah. If her dad was a swollen <laughs> blowfish. What? <laughs> oh, I lo- look, I love Dangerfield. I think he'd be the first to admit he wasn't He's exactly. Not, yeah. Okay. He, he's not a hottie. No. Okay. So, so but, she, but that, but that aside, okay, wait, wait. And then explain to me, when she comes home with him, drunk, okay, after their date. Oh, well, wait. Before she comes home drunk, when they're out to dinner, he's, you know, he's delivering his one-liners. Yeah. And uh, he said, I never cry in front of women. I beg, but I never cry. And yeah. then she's like, <laughs> if we finish this bottle of wine, you won't have to beg. Yeah, really. And like, whoa, the only whoa. Thing, You know, the only thing I could figure, and I don't know if this is true of Dangerfield or – the character of uh, of Melon, he must he must have been pulling a Milton Berle and had a damn pepperoni stick <laughs> slapping his ankle. I'm sorry, dude. There's no other exp- explanation. There's no other explanation. <laughs> there's no other explanation. I'm sorry. That's all I got. So, but the other Just thing is, only so, foot long. <laughs> was it on Bachelor Party? Is a foot long you ordered? Is a foot long you ordered? Uh, and then some. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. The other thing was, is they come back from their date, drunk off their asses. Yep. Phillip's outside of her home. I'm presuming he came there to pick her up for their date, which wasn't at because midnight. He, he says to her, where have you been? We had, a, we had a dinner date. And she's like, oh, oh, I forgot. And then she walks in. Yeah. Into her house. Yeah, and then a drunken Rodney Dangerfield goes stumbling in behind her and makes some snarky comment to him. Now, keep in mind, he's wiping his car down outside of her home. So was he waiting there for like eight hours? Yes. It's like this little uh, old English uh, two-door coupe. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful car. Be- yeah, it's a beautiful car. Yeah. And then, but it's a small little car, and that's when uh, Rodney Dangerfield comes out and goes, Hey, do you do you large cars too? Yeah, and I did laugh at that part. Oh, you're right. But, but then, and then he walks inside. So. Okay, and they, then they imply that they have sex. So I don't think they did. I think that was just meant to do the segue into him being massaged. But no, bull hockey. They had it. Oh, you think they did it? They, they were bumping uglies. Oh yeah. Well, literally in her case. Um, 
<laughs> in his case. No, I meant, but you know, she she was the one bumping the uglies. That's what I'm. Saying. Oh yeah, like, she was bumping the older. Yeah, yeah she, get it. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: when they got back together, the next time they saw each other, they didn't act like they had done that. Like they acted like, oh, maybe they'd kissed or like they don't, you know, had this date. This scene, m- like if you had just ended that scene right there and said to anybody watching. Did they have sex? Oh, yeah. No, no. That was the implication. The they acted but, later. It was sort of like, okay, that's kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I was trying to call you. She's like, yeah, I've been busy with class. <laughs> but more weird. to the point, later on, when Philip is there, it was it was it, oh, were they at a meet? Was it that they're at a meet? And he says, I just don't, I don't know what you see in him. It's like, why the hell is he like, okay. Okay. She just dissed you going into a dark house with this with guy, guy uh, presumably banged him while you stood outside, wiping your car down and you just stay with him. I think I, he, are they trying to imply that they're friends, but they're kind of back and forth. I, I don't know. I didn't see that's what I'm saying. The writing was very uneven to me when it came to the relationships in this movie. When it, you know what I mean? Even, even the relationship of Dangerville's character uh, to his son, because yeah. he his whole motivation, like, we start off the movie, here's this kid, he hates education, he hates school, obviously, or he's kind of meh about it at best. He, he's basically yeah. a, a budding entrepreneur. His mm-hmm. dad, who is, in fact, a friggin' entrepreneur, runs a business. Right, right. right. It's like, rather than saying, okay, you know what, son, you want to learn the family business, fine, which I kind of, I understand there was a lot of immigrant parents that would have been like, no, no, you need to go to college. But yeah, I think right. there would have been a lot of them that have been like, yeah, you need to, quit school and come work for us in the shop. Um, <laughs> but that aside... You know, he obviously proved his friggin' old man wrong. Okay, it wasn't like he was destitute, which I think originally, the, something I read said the original script that Dangerfield had put together the treatment, he was supposed to be poor. And Harold Ramis is the one who came in and said, no, no, let's make him rich, and then he can do all these things. Play it around, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but the poor thing at least makes some kind of sense for him to go back to school to better his life. What the hell does he get to better his life for? Yeah, from a, yeah. from that perspective. So now he had to go to get the education, but he obviously doesn't want the freaking education because he doesn't do any of the work. Right. And this whole reason for going back to school is for his son to prove to his son that oh no, it's worth staying in. But then he doesn't do it. This, it didn't make any difference. Because if you sense. don't have an education, well, yeah, I I get it. And you I know, understand that, that's the kind of shit that was annoying me. <laughs> and I know <laughs> I was I was really digging way too deep. I get it. It just started wow, to annoy me. Kind of heady for <laughs> I, it. Just it was those because you know what it was. It was because. It was trying to be too sincere at points, and that, yeah. I think, forced me to go, okay, fine. I'll let you be sentimental and sincere, but by God, on these little area, these little relationship things, you better get—oh, see? You screwed the pooch. So yeah. then then we get into the moment where Dr. Diane, I was like, you got to be okay. effing kidding me, lady. So the entire time, she plays this sort of Free detached- spirit— I'm here for the world. I'm I'm here to enjoy life and just in, in because they play the whole thing that she's clearly clearly dating Philip yeah. and dating Thornton at the same well, time. See, I don't think she's dating they Thornton. Played. She went out on a date and maybe or maybe not banged him. But she's clearly okay still showing up to meet with Thornton alone yes. as yes. like she's his date, yes. right? Yes. So uh they they play that she's sort of this detached. It's it's fine. And then so which we're going to get into in a second here because I need to get into it. The, uh, Thornton throws the biggest party of the year. Yes, he does. On campus. And it's supposed to be the party to end all parties. Uh, and so bad so that that's where Chaz um, was 
trying to throw a competitive party at his frat and nobody was going, you know, so William Zabka's all pissy and that's when Vanessa, his girlfriend, says, let's go. Well, you know, the, the other thing, there is another example. I understand it's supposed to mirror what's going on with the dad and his girlfriend situation. Yep, right. They're having the same trouble. Yeah, kind but of- what? Yeah. Yeah. So they uh, disappear. Uh, she runs off to the party. Uh, she shows up at the party, and that's where Jason's drunk and tells her off, like I said earlier. Basically, then, basically, he is he is possessed by the character Arnie, who is possessed by Christine. He is, Christine. I think, exactly Arnie in that scene. Oh, my God. It was creepy. It was, it was exactly the like he's dark. Not, he's not a big dude. Totally believed he could kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Or he could kill somebody. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Just saying. So... Um, yeah, so in, anyway, the party is all this kind of – it's basically the same type of free-spirited uh, living that Rodney Dangerfield yeah. does through this entire thing or Thornton has done. And at one point, he's in the hot tub that he built. Well, in Jason, his I do believe you might be talking about the scene I'm talking about. Maybe? Are Maybe. we getting there? Yeah. So there, he's in, he's in a hot tub, and he's like, oh, there aren't enough bubbles in here. Hey, bubbles, come on over and get in. And, of course, this – Hot looking co ed in a bikini, bubbles slowly and are you sensual talking about bubbles, bubbles slowly gets up from her bench and gets into the water. So he's in the hot tub with like what five girls in bikinis, five, I believe so. Yeah, five. and she sees the party. Uh, and I by she, I mean Diane, his uh, you know, teacher or girlfriend, well, or whatever. She sees the party outside. Yep. It's not like they're she's, exclusive. Let's just put it that way. Oh, no, clearly, because she's still riding around with you know, Dr. Stuffy Pants. And she's like, oh, come on, Philip. Let's go to the party. Hey, by the way, what and the they... hell was that accent? <laughs> I don't know. So um, they go up to the party. Uh, she she wants to go to the party. He doesn't. So she's like, well, I'm going. And she goes up. And, of course, she kind of walks through all of these college kids Oh, by the dancing. way, by the way, ubiquitous white kids dancing badly scene. I need, like, a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Ding. So... They're all dancing, and she kind of walks through him. She just kind of does this shoulder shake. Yes, yeah. that is that is the beginning, oh, by like, the way, of that's... every ubiquitous white person dancing badly moment. And so they take they take the hands, they kind of they kind of push them up T Rex style, <laughs> but yet but yet kind of then curve their thumbs and fingers into a snap so they can snap. And and, and sideways, yeah, and they, they tuck the elbows in tight. You got to be tight. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, and then you kind of you kind of do this thing where your hips kind of move, but your feet stand still yes. at first, and they're swaying, and your arms are tucked in, and you're snapping, and there goes the shoulders. Oh, yeah, you're in it. Oh, yeah. And then you got to get that dumbass grin on your face, <laughs> like you're actually proud of how you look. But go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry for interrupting on that point. No, because, yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> she walks right through the middle of that scene. She tries to do a little shoulder shake to blend in, because, yeah, I'm cool like these young kids. Well, especially with the shoulder pads. Yes, uh, yes, very big ones, and she had, of course, this sash kind of thrown across her shoulder. Um, and she says to one of the kids, oh, do you know where Thornton is? I think he's in there. So she goes into the hot tub room, opens the door, and it's the five or four hot chicks in bikinis but, in the hot tub. But no Thornton. But no Thornton. Where is he? And she's like, have you seen Thornton? And one of them kind of points down, and they and he pops up with a mask on and says. And a snorkel. That's and that's what I call marine biology. and Which is a great looks, line, by the way. Yes, it is. He pulls his mask off. And he's like, oh, Diane. He says, oh, Diane. And she's like, oh. And he, he says, it storms off. my nieces. Yeah, which is awesome. Nieces? What, that wouldn't be weirder? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you go? These are my daughters. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, these are my sisters. What do you want? That would have been We're from true. the South. Right. That would have been better. Yes. My nieces. Oh. We're from Appalachia. Oh, what do you want? For a minute, I thought it was something sexual. Um, yeah, yeah. Woo. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. It is sexual. <laughs> but they're my nieces, so it's okay. Yeah. And so she storms off, upset with him. Yes. But by the way, wait, may, may I point out, she came there with Philip. Her boyfriend. Exactly. It's like, what the hell was that? It was weird. Look, if you're going to be all free spirit, that's cool. Do that. But But don't get all uptight and weirded out when you (laughs) know this guy Uh, is like mm. this. Oh, God. That that was it. Because they basically wrote the character to be a moron. A moron. (laughs) Because why would she even... Oh, and then to make matters worse... To make matters even worse, we really yes. we get that one exchange between them when he had submitted his paper that somebody else wrote, and yep. she's angry with him. And of course, he assumes it's because of him. I don't. He didn't even cheat on her. I mean, yeah, okay, it was you know being a bit of a douche, but he wasn't like right, he was right. like she caught him like you know doing all Flirting, five of them in a train. You know, yeah, yep, yep. You know, <laughs> so you know, so she's she's upset with him though because he didn't live up to his full potential, didn't write the paper himself. Blah blah blah. Okay. However, at the end, when he takes the final exam, spoiler oh, alert. Wait, no, 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 no. Before that, dude, this is why it's so stupid. Before that, when we do the ubiquitous 80s montage of him studying, she's helping him. Oh, over- yes. They're hugging. And like, yes. Like, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they show them. And I'm assuming there must have been a scene they cut out because it makes no damn yeah. sense within the context. They're like. He, he was pissed at him. She's for reading to him, like he whispering into his ear. Yep. She was pissed at him for cheating. Then she was pissed at him because he cheated on his paper and turned in somebody else's work. And then he was going he, – he never saw her again in the film and went in front of the dean and talked about being expelled. And he has to take a final exam to prove that he didn't cheat. And then they did the 80s montage of him studying, and they're hugging. And she's reading over his shoulder, and he's reading over – and uh, I was like, okay. But the, here's the other thing. She said to him – he's like, is this because when – she, when she was mad – in class when everybody was there mm-hmm. and she gave him an F and he said, are you mad about the other night? He said, it's not about that. It's about the, you didn't live up. You didn't write this paper. It was about integrity. So I'm like, okay, the whole point of this movie is about trying to separate his influence and power from actual effort and trying to learn something. Yeah. So her separation was parallel to that by saying, no, our personal relationship has nothing to do with, your effort and everything and trying to do it. You can't woo me into a good grade, which is what his son said earlier and yada, yada. But then at the very end, he takes the test for everybody and she takes the results to him while he's at the meet. Of course, the big finale, Mm -hmm. his son's at the meet and he, he has to do a dive. She comes up to him with the grades and she's like, he's like, how'd I do? You got D's and everything. And one a, who was he from? The A was from me. Oh, Clearly, she gave him an A because she was hot for him again. Yeah. It was not because he did so much better in literature well, Jason, than he did Jason, in Jason, business Jason, or Jason, contemporary American Jason, history. Jason, you Jason, Come on. Jason, have you ever seen a pepperoni stick? <laughs> <laughs> I, unfortunately, every morning have not. <laughs> Snap into a slim gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, God. Penis jokes never uh, get old. Dick jokes never get old. I'm sorry, they don't. Kevin <laughs> Smith is right. Dick jokes and fire jokes never get old. Yes, and I will point out, you do see plenty of <laughs> Wait, you, you, junk you, you, in this movie. <laughs> because I'm thinking, I didn't even think about this when I watched it when I was a kid, when it came out. I never noticed it. And as I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, the whole Speedo thing. And then the main scene is when they're at the final dive meet. And William Zabka's character, Chaz, does a handstand <laughs> on this big you know, 10 meter platform, which is not a springboard. It's the big, <laughs> with the concrete yeah. does a handstand. And I think, and what the, why are they zooming in on that big red purple headed warrior? I mean, it was like, Oh, well, I have a, a, a little closer to, and, uh, or, and maybe at that point it was a stunt double, but man, they picked a stunt double. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, really, I like skiing. I like snow skiing. I think that's a good jock shot. I think, you know, show the guy in the big puffy Michelin man coat going down the slopes. Uh-huh. Pulls off the goggles. That's good. The whole thing with the – he was excited. He was not even, like, relaxed. He was like, wow, this, this is a dive meet. I'm really excited right now wearing the Speedo as I do this handstand and – um, yes. <laughs> Did you feel a bit uh, threatened? Oh God! Williams after right now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna go watch the movie now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I think it moved a little. <sighs> so I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah. So before we cut. I want to point out a couple of people that we didn't mention that mm. were in this. Mm. So um, some other big names. There were a couple of big names in this besides the ones we've already mentioned. There were. Um, Burt Young. Yes. Oh, well, duh. Of course. Yeah. He played uh, uh, Thornton Miller, Rodney Dangerfield. He played Polly. <laughs> Basically p- played Polly from the Rocky movies. Uh, he played Lou. You're who a bum. Same character, um, but was a you know very funny guy. With uh, He was Thornton's kind of best buddy, bodyguard slash driver kind of thing. Robert Downey Jr. we mentioned was in it. Um, M. Emmett Walsh we mentioned. But Ned Beatty played the dean. Yes. Who in fact squealed like a piggy at least three times in this movie. (laughs) You're in Deliverance once. You never live it down. Never. Uh, My favorite Ned Beatty role was when he played Otis and Superman. But, you know, when he was kind of the fat slovenly you know, guy in that Otis. But. Yeah, his character is kind of annoying in that. <laughs> yes, but. And then, of course, um, which I didn't get when I watched it when I was younger, but did a, a couple of years, you know, as I got a little older, Kurt Vonnegut himself uh, was actually oh, in yeah. as Kurt Vonnegut. Um, <laughs> and it was kind of a funny bit, but only if you read books because the, you know, Diane basically says, clearly whoever wrote this report had no, I knew nothing yeah, about, about Vonnegut. Kurt, yeah, about Vonnegut. <laughs> <laughs> was that Thornton actually had Vonnegut write the report about his own books. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. So Kurt Vonnegut was actually in the, the movie. but um, And then William Zabka, Adrian Barbeau, M.M. Walsh, uh, Paxton Whitehead. So it, it was packed full of big names. That, yeah, uh, indeed. Clearly. And um, then, of course, Danny Elfman. Yes. As himself. In as Oingo Boingo. Boingo, yes. The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo. Yes. So, uh, Jay... 
<laughs> Are you ready to pick it? Your nose, I'm I mean? ready to pick it. All right. Pick it real good. Well, I know I turned on music, but it's not playing <laughs> for some reason. So, oh, it helps if I, I turn it. up the volume. There it is. Oh, we'll cut the end of it. Hey! Oh! <laughs> so, Jay, would you like to tell us what your pick is? And it better be a damn good one. Oh, bastard. I get to go first? Uh, you always go first. <laughs> I always go first. God, what did Jason hear on every date he ever went on? What? <laughs> I always go That's what she said. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a hard one for me because, as we mentioned in our, uh, our Pee Herman double feature, I is well, that's not what she said. This was a hard one. This, she didn't say it. Um, Danny Elfman, of course, is I have a man crush on him. I love his music. I love his Oingo Boingo. I love his. Wait, wait. you that? Woo! I did not mean that out loud. Um, I love Oingo Boingo. I also love his film scores. I love his music. He does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. So I thought about doing another connection to him. Of course you but did. But I know I just did you that. Unoriginal bastard. I know. So I'm not doing that this time. I'm not. Even better, I am tying an actor into this because Robert Picardo was in this film. Ah. Robert Picardo played Giorgio, and Giorgio was the guy that was screwing around with Adrian Barbeau, uh, his ex-wife. Who in, this was his wife. Yep, and she's kind of flirting around with him, and she threatens to divorce him, and this is going to cost you. He goes, oh, I don't think so. And that's when Rodney Dangerfield pulls out the Polaroids, instant camera photos for yes. those kids who know what they are you had to um, shake them it made them develop faster or so to we told ourselves around. um and he says oh here's you and giorgio in the hot tub here's you and giorgio on the counter and here of course giorgio is played by a very young robert picardo with a very bad fake mustache if it was real i apologize robert it didn't look real so <laughs> It was it was a molestash, molestash. <laughs> um, but he plays kind of this real short clip in it. However, he also stars in a movie that is a it's a classic favorite of mine from 2010, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Oh my! You know it. God. The first time I'm able to bring one of these movies in. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> The sci-fi movie Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Robert Picardo plays Admiral Calvin, and he's one of the main military characters that is trying to track Did he down have a what mustache happened. In that he uh, he looked pretty much like the character on Voyager, but he um, is in this, and so is Gary Stretch, and most importantly, Jaleel White. Yes, nice. ladies and gentlemen, Urkel got any cheese? At, at some point, did he go? Did I do that? I swear to God, I watched this movie the entire time. I thought, please let him just throw that line in. Please let him just make. Even I'm if he really says, shocked like, they didn't try and do that because he is he is a buff, big, not looking like a kid kind of guy. I mean, he's very muscular. Like, they didn't even have to have him say the line. If he just at some point like hiked his pants up, like he was like going to go after somebody, like and. Oh, I wanted him to say it like because because if you remember in latter years in his TV show, he he played the. Dual character oh, that's role, right? Yeah, because he was circle, but he was also. I, I really hated that show. <laughs> Sorry, and it they was had a the... god awful show. I mean, even <laughs> had it had Sergeant Al Powell of the LAPD in it, friggin' <laughs> Die Hard, and I couldn't take that damn show, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> but it was, you know, I thought it was funny. It was of course funny. You did. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. 
<laughs> you were there. Was it was it TGIF? Wasn't that the the lineup? It was that and like step by step and basic full house. Wasn't it like the full house like the absolute you want to talk about the pinnacle of shitty sitcoms? There what? it is. Shut up. This was hilarious. I wipe my ass with those sitcoms. I wouldn't <laughs> even wipe my no, no, no. I would okay, I stop. would I would whatever I would do before I wiped my ass, that's what I do with the sitcoms. <laughs> but no, but he in latter is uh, <laughs> I can't believe you hated this show. So in with every latter fiber years, of my being. <laughs> okay, now wait a second. How many episodes of Family Matters did you actually see? That I did that I didn't really throw up? It? That I didn't throw up on. Um <laughs> I didn't actually crap my pants or throw up on. Now, we've talked about I know you like Reginald Vell Johnson, so you like yes, the guy. I like that- him. Yeah, yeah that um, had that going for it. Let me guess. You hated Alf, too. You no, Alf is awesome. So anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, Jalil White is in Mega Shark. Yeah, he, the actor's not bad, though. Um, and in latter years, as they got uh, into the, you know, kind of the later part of Family Matters, when Urkel oh, was— Oh, when the storylines got really serious? Oh, when he was growing out of that young kid, mm. they actually had to— because he was getting like seven feet tall. I mean, he was like six and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. And in, when he was younger, he could pull off that nerdy little kid. But as he got older, he's like, oh, wait, it's kind of like, you know, he's growing giant. And so they made like this other character that was supposed to be the cool antithesis to him. It was actually him. That's him. And that's this. clever. Yes. So it's always like this, getting two twin chimps to play a little girl on a really <laughs> bad sitcom. Starring a co- a comic that's actually really horrifically vulgar but funny when he's not on a goddamn sitcom that's awful. Shut your pie like hole. Full House. <laughs> I wanted <sighs> that in, in Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. I wanted Jaleel White's character, who was you know the scientist. <laughs> we believe that, um, and he, he, I wanted him to say something to happen. I just wanted a little little thing. Knocks Even over a beacon. Goes. Voice. Did I he's do like, that? Oh my god! Did I do that? I would have. This would have been. And then just raised one eyebrow. That would have been my. That would have just knocked it over the top. But um, <laughs> no, it didn't happen. But uh, this is a funny one. It's a. It's definitely a classic B movie. Before you see it, um, or after you see it, go check out. I. I did write up a deep fried cheese review for this for the uh, website. But um, it's corny. I see what you did there. Horrible, but it's awesome. And Robert Picardo. It's one of those that you're watching the movie. And you're like, oh my god, he's in this. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which happens a lot with these movies, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so my pick is Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. I get to say it again um, from 2010. <laughs> okay, well now to a movie that doesn't suck. <clears throat> I picked... Which I'm not going to point out that on my wall I have a poster of Gatoroid versus Mega Python. <laughs> and I'm not even going to point out how you got that. No, I'm not either. Because whoever so... got that for you is obviously an awesome, awesome, tolerant individual. Tolerant. Who, who is willing to actually fork over their hard-earned, <laughs> filthy lucre <sighs> for what is essentially okay, a thick listen, piece of toilet paper covered the difference in between, excrement. The difference between Megashark versus Gatoroid, I mean versus Crocosaurus, and Megapython versus Gatoroid, which is the poster that you got. Absolutely nothing. Is that Megapython versus Gatoroid? It has a different title. Deb Gibson and Tiffany both. That's in that the difference. Yeah, there is nothing. I mean, hello, eighties 
sex pot, fest, and they even do okay, well, hold on. Ick wrestling. Is this where I need I need the Q Morning Zoo kind of like sound effects. Like I have like a needle scratch across. Actually, I think I have that. Hold on. Let me see if I have it. Hold on. I used to have it. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. No, wait, you can't wait. fart. That wait, doesn't wait count. <laughs> Did you hear it? It's not, it's not very yes. loud. <laughs> okay. Timing was really good on that one. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Wait. Did you stop me? Oh. Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> did you say 80 sex pot referring to Tiffany and Deborah Gibson? Yeah. You I, didn't have the hots for them when you were a kid? Yeah, but I had no taste. What, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that... I correct myself because you watched... What? What? You broke up again. Skype is really loving you tonight. <laughs> you watched horror movies with women getting mutilated so yeah sex pot for you would as a teenager probably different than mine but okay uh, yeah sex in a pot <laughs> right literally a big cauldron cooking uh, yes no 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 because when I, when I say that is is that maybe now especially tiffany you can make that kind of use that label but back then really you think the well, they were kind of teen they weren't sex pots Nah, I mean, Madonna they was a sex pot. Buddy, but Ma- granted, Madonna was a sex pot that you wouldn't want to go ne- near in a hazmat suit. But I'm just saying, she well, would have been more as, of a. Or as Sir Elton John says, a fairground hooker. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, <laughs> like I love the fact that just being a hooker wasn't enough for him. I know he had to call yeah. her a fairground, and, and, the, and the kind of fairground <laughs> hooker that only services the carnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I I, I was, you know, what, 13, 14. I, I yeah, kinda... no, no. I'm, I'm saying, I, I, yes, I, I, I there pretty much like anything okay, that moved, so they it were... was female. But I'm saying that. They were no Samantha Fox. Oh, there you go. That oh, Even Alyssa Milano was more. No, what? Of a sex party. Hell yes. And not at that time. Yeah. No. By the time she was a teenager? No, no. Yes. Because she was in My Two Dad. No, that wasn't her. No. Booyah. That was, that was Stacy. What's her nuts? Yeah, yeah. I you lose forgetting. a point. I don't lose a point. I caught myself. That means before. I win even more on the Adrian Barbo thing. <laughs> Shut up. I win on Adrian Barbo. <laughs> what's your goddamn movie? <laughs> Speaking of, <clears throat> my movie is Something? From... No, smartass. And I was going to go Creep Show, but I think A, you picked that one a long time ago. Yeah. Didn't you? Um, yes, I did. Okay. It's been a while, but yes, yes I did. And, and mainly because the character she played in that was pretty much the exact same character that she yes. played in this. What was it? Was the monster's name Fluffy? Yeah, Fluffy is what they called it. That was, a, I think, behind the scenes thing. I don't think they, I don't know that they actually called that on camera. No, and when we talked to Hank Carlson, we talked, was that in the interview too? We talk, oh, I know he yeah, talked yeah. about that too. Yeah, yeah, he told us a little bit it's, about him, yeah. Yep. Um, so, didn't go with Creep Show though. So, no, I did good. not. I, and I don't think if, if we had picked this one, it would have been me, and I don't think I have. Okay. The Fog from 1980. Ooh, no. Okay. I don't think you've picked that one. The remake literally made me want to take, I would say, a white hot sewing needle, <laughs> but that would actually make it go in easier. And it was so bad that I well, wanted to scrape away the retinas in my <laughs> eyeball with a rusty, dull sewing needle. That's how bad the remake was and how bad it pissed me off. But you're talking about the John Carpenter I'm talking version. about the only movie that matters. The other one doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Plus, I couldn't see it anyway because my eyeballs are you know ripped out. They're ripped out with a rusty sewing needle. Dull, a dull, dull sewing, sewing needle. needle. Yes. So, so Adrian Barbo yes. and John Carpenter? Oh, yeah. John. Oh, yeah, because you know they were married. 
We've talked about that a yes. couple times. So, so this was a movie they did together. They were still together, obviously, at the time. She plays <clears throat> Stevie Wayne, the DJ at this like all night jazz radio station in Bodega Bay, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis plays this kind of nomadic, uh, wayward college age girl. Uh, it mm-hmm. also stars Tom Atkins. Remember mm-hmm. Night of the Creeps, of course. Yep. Um, girls, I got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> the good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. <laughs> and uh, John Houseman, actually, yep. if you, you remember John Houseman, Mister? You know, he's he at the very beginning of the movie, he's telling these kids around a campfire this ghost story, and mm-hmm. and that's what this ultimately is—a is ghost story. It was also uh, Rob Bottin, the guy who did the went on to do the effects for uh, the thing. With John Carpenter as well, um, but John Houseman was also in uh, when we did our Christmas special. Scrooge, yeah, Scrooge, he was yep. The, yep. Was the guy that was the narrator. Yeah, yes, yes. Actually, for some people, I was trying to remember when he passed away, and obviously it was significantly later than this movie because Scrooge was yeah. at eighty-eight. So, um, but yeah, the Brabutine did the effects in this, and in fact, played when you see at some point in this movie certain things happening. He plays one of the characters. Uh, I don't want to give oh. anything away, but yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it has a great, great cast. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Uh, is in it. He plays like a priest. Um, it has our buddy George Buck Flower. Buck Flowers. Wait, did he play drunk guy at gas station? No, he <laughs> plays Tommy Wallace, who's in fact, if I remember correctly, a drunk fisherman. He's out because <laughs> he's on a boat. You know, the funny thing is, probably like the real George Flowers probably is, like doesn't drink at all. Oh, yeah, he's probably uh, like very straight laced. Uh, he's uh, never uh, done yeah, anything in his life. <laughs> he just acts. He just looks like a guy who would. Caricature. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it has. It has. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Darwin Jostin uh, plays a little part in it. He was uh, Napoleon in uh, your favorite movie of all time that John Carpenter did, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that crap, mm-hmm. crappy, crappy. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, people. He thinks Assault on Precinct Thirteen, not the <laughs> remake, the original's crap. I rest my case. <laughs> so yes, it has a fantastic cast. Um, it it uh, uh, the oh it. I missed one per- person on purpose, though, that's also in this picture. Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Oh, yes. this is They, they only did one other movie together. Now, I, I, my, I think they're on screen in this one together briefly. They don't right. share much screen time in this one, but there's another movie that came out not that long ago, probably in like 14 years ago, 12 mm-hmm. to 14 years ago, that they were in together. Do you know what that motion picture was? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I know Janet Lee's older stuff. I didn't follow a lot with the ghost, but I'm going to say because Jamie Lee Curtis's Halloween fame. It was one of the Halloween ones. Ooh, very nice. Well played, my friend. Halloween is it really? 20 years later. Yes, 1998. Oh my God, I've never even seen that one. Yep, that's actually, actually uh, for all the sequels, it's actually not bad. Really? The and, was it H2O? The, yes, it actually is not bad. Yeah. Kevin Williams and the guy who wrote Scream wrote it. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, the one that it follows it up, Resurrection with Buster Rhymes. I'm back to my rusty sewing needle, but we won't go there. Right now. <laughs> Wait, but in in the H two O, isn't that L O Cool J? Isn't he in that? Yes, one? and he's he's great in that. Yes, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Is he in that one? Yeah, I think L O Cool J is in that one. I believe. Hold on, I, was he, he in that he one? In like a, yeah. Hold on, I gotta look it up now, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know you're right. He was. Yes, he was. No. All right. So this was one he of plays, the only yeah, he plays the security that... guard. He played the security guard. I remember that now. Yep. Okay. But this is one of the only ones that. That Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis were in together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. Which is, of course, fitting because Deborah Hill, 
who yeah. was the producer of a lot of Carpenter's pictures and, and also co-wrote Halloween. And she wanted Jamie Lee Curtis. One of the reasons was because of the lineage to Janet Lee. And there's obviously a lot of illusions in Halloween uh, to Psycho. So the kind of neat that Carpenter was able to get both of them together yeah, in a movie yeah. he directed. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so The Fog is essentially a ghost story. Uh, Bodega Bay, California. There's a, a legend of a shipwreck involving some pirates in gold. And yeah. they supposedly are going to come back for revenge every, you know, in a hundred years. Well, it's of course been a hundred years. And tonight. This, yes. Dun, dun, of dun. course, of course. And, <laughs> and, the, and the fog rolls in and it's very atmospheric. Um, it's yeah. not a perfect horror movie, but it, it's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very entertaining. And yeah, that's a true Marpo in it. So that's <laughs> all I got to say. So yes, that's my pick. <laughs> Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> I have no talk idea. A lot. I have no idea how we could have made this go this long. <laughs> but we talked about the movie. Yeah, I know we did mostly. Yeah, I'm actually proud of us. And just for those of you who commented from last episode, because, um, you know, you think we didn't do it enough last one, so I'll do it this time. Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's fine. nipples, Kevin Bacon's nipples. Kevin... I cannot believe I forgot Friday the 13th when we were trying to remember all the movies we'd covered to his. We'd just done Friday the 13th. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think that was a given, but... But we didn't say it. I was thinking of other movies. I was trying to think of other ones we'd covered. Lorraine, not the Lorraine we on did. the group, she pointed it out. She's like, uh, Kevin Bacon's nipples? Oh, that's right, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Damn it. <Yeah>. Whatever. <sighs> <clears throat> like I said, I've slept since then. Whatever. Yeah, whatevs. <laughs> so, Jay, you want to um, pass on some uh, contact information so they know how to avoid us? <laughs> yes. Uh, places you might want to avoid us include Facebook, both the podcast page and our group page, because, mm-hmm. yes, we actually do discuss some of the stuff from this the show. This is called reverse psychomology. <laughs> Don't go there, please. Uh, whatever you do, don't go there. Um, <laughs> or you could check us out on ForgottenFlicks.com. We've got all kinds of other cool stuff there, including, as I mentioned in the episode, Deep Fried Cheese, where we cover some B-movie uh, goodness, including Mega Whatever versus Giant You Wish. Um, and <laughs> Peter does a great retro movie review, plus we've got some other articles coming up um, and some cool stuff uh, going to be posted up there soon. Our, so our, check our out buddy, Our buddy Mags uh, wrote something about the Olympics, yep. which, you know, was timely a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yes, now but it's still up there if you want to read it. Past it, but yeah, yeah, um, plenty of stuff. Mags does also, also does some great stuff about having dinner parties and and movies. And um, we've got older stuff on there. There's hundreds of articles on there. Our buddy Dave, hundreds. Dave, hundreds. the Quizmasters, all those movie quizzes That's are right. still on there. Jason, all of our past episodes, seventy-six episodes. Jason, I think close to. I think we're actually close to four hundred posts. Posts. Yeah, up, I think it's almost so, four hundred yeah. posts. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you uh, if you want to interact with us on the Twitter, Twitter, Twatterverse, whatever the they call Twitter. it, uh, you can, I'm going to twat you this. Us, you can check us out at at Forgotten Flicks for Joel, and I am at Flicks Sidekick on Twitter. Uh, we are up there as well. We post out some excellent things. So wherever you are in social media, there we are as well. And yeah, well, all wherever that you go, fun. there you are. You are so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and iTunes. Leave us oh, a review. I, we love reviews, especially if they're, you know, four or five stars. You don't have to click the stars. I mean, it'd be nice if you write something, but you don't have to write something. Just click stars. That's all we ask. Click no, stars. that's fine. If, if you're going to click the stars, click five. Um, don't give us one and tell us that we're snarky because guess what? You knew that when you first started. So why are you going there now and pulling out something that tells us that we're snarky and giving us one star? Yeah. Hello. We know. Tell us something we don't know. 
So I believe absolutely that this podcast is, in fact, a crypto-fascist metaphor for nuclear war. Excuse me. Excuse me. How about a thank you to JV for his awesome spoiler alerts, even though they replaced me. And Kevin Spencer of InkSpatters.com for his kick-ass show art. You may now resume the music.